Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 498 of the Professional Book Nerds podcast presented by Overdrive. This is Adam joined by Jill. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. The sun's out today. It was cold it yesterday. Yes. Snowing. So, which is a little early for that. Just a little bit. Just yeah. a little bit. And we're all, we have a very Ohio week. I don't know if you saw later on this week, it's going to be like 60 degrees. It's like a totally standard Northeast Ohio situation going on, but. Did not see that. Yeah. Um, thank you to everyone who joined us yesterday. Well, we're recording this Wednesday. So who joined us Tuesday for our event with Layla Saad. Uh, if you missed that, we're going to release it as an episode on Monday. And our social media specialist is going to put it on YouTube as well. So mm-hmm. I'm sure she'll send the link out there. That was really great. Layla was wonderful with her time. Um, you want to tell everyone what we're doing today? Because it's a little earlier than normal. It is a little early. Um, so I don't know if you guys were actually paying attention to the episode number that <laughs> Adam said <laughs> 30 seconds ago. Um, yeah, so next week is our 500th episode. And we're not entirely sure what we're going to do yet. And so, spoiler alert, we make things up as we go along. Um, mm-hmm. So for today... Um, because we normally would be doing our December books next week, but since it's 500 and we want to keep it kind of special, we're going to do our December books today. Yeah. And I will say, you're right. Obviously, we make things up as we go and we don't super know what we're going to do for 500. But for what, to be fair to us, we're efforting to have a big thing. We are. We just don't know what's going to happen yet. Correct. So we don't want to make promises. Uh, until we know correct um so yeah we're gonna do december books like always we don't tell each other um what's on our list we'll go back and forth and just so people know and i actually kind of joked about this with mallory last week when jill was celebrating her birthday um the publishing world kind of shuts down at the end of december (laughs) and so you technically don't get as many books released in december and I would guess you would know more than I would having like more experience in here. Like I'm guessing it's probably because they want to get as many books out before like the holiday season as possible. They don't do as many. I have no idea. Yeah. I, I don't know, but there it's December is a little bit of a slower month just like with the volume of releases. So um, it'll be some stuff out of left field. We both have genres we don't usually pick. Will be fun. I have, a cook, I have a cookbook in mind just because I was trying to stretch my list a little bit. That's fine. Um, so if you guys want to get a hold of us, you can go to professionalbooknerds.com. You can email us at professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com or you can find us at probooknerds on Twitter and Instagram. I want to take a quick break to talk about today's sponsor. Uh, We all want to make healthy choices, but there's barely enough time to chew, let alone cook a healthy meal. Making healthy food is easy with BlendJet, your blender on the go. BlendJet is the original portable blender that makes it easy to create a fresh meal anytime, anywhere. Enough with the greasy takeout and unhealthy prepackaged snacks. No matter where you go, if you have your BlendJet, you're only ever 20 seconds away from a fresh smoothie or protein shake. They can even make cocktails, baby food, salad dressing, omelets, salsa, soup, and more. Kind of want to try and make a cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> BlendJet is compact and lightweight, around the same size as your favorite water bottle, but it packs big blender power. 
The new and improved BlendJet 2 quietly crushes through ice and frozen fruit. Plus, you can use it every day for two weeks before charging with any standard USB port. I can confirm all of that is true. It is like magic. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's super lightweight. It's super easy to use. It does. It charges with a USB. I put frozen fruit in there and it does a magnificent job blending it all up for delicious beauty. This isn't just because of the ad read. I literally slacked Jill this morning because I was using it because mine arrived a little bit later than her. And I was like, okay, but seriously, this blender is amazing. It is. It, it's so cool to like, you just push the button and you just watch it blend in like 20 seconds. I literally call that, it, it's like the equivalent of cooking a one pot meal, but it's all in this blender. And then like, just to make sure you guys are visualizing it, the blender is the cup. So it's yes, one cup. Is one oh. cup. Is one cup. Y'all, I love this thing so much. It's so, so amazing. <laughs> you just push the button and you can walk away and you come back 20 seconds later and it's all blended. Yeah. And exactly what you said. So I've been, I use it to make smoothies today. I'm absolutely going to use it to make uh, cocktails 100%. Right. I'm so excited about this. Uh, so if you guys want to be as excited as Jill and I are about this amazing blender, go to blendjet.com slash PBN right now to save an extra 12%. Save an extra 12% at blendjet.com slash PBN. That's blendjet.com slash PBN. Seriously, I'm freaking out. So good. You leave that part in too. (laughs) Uh, We're just going to go back and forth. Would you like to start? Sure, I will. So, speaking of live events, going to do a little plug here. Um, So, my first book is The Mystery of Mrs. Christie by Marie Benedict, who we love and has been on the podcast, I think, for every one of her books. Yeah. And um, for, so The Mystery of Mrs. Christie is about Agatha Christie, who, if you did not know, um, because I was just actually telling some coworkers of ours about this, um, in December of 1926, Agatha Christie went missing for like a week and a half. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. no one, and she never really spoke about it. And so no one really knows where she went or what happened. Um, There are theories, of course. And so Marie's new book is all about those 11 days when she went missing and we're going to do um a live event with her on december 3rd um a q a and you can join us yeah yeah really excited i'm really really excited about that uh, i'll put too. a link in the show notes for sure obviously um she's one of the people that's because she's been on so much like she'll turn the tides on us and like last core question she's like i don't know what do you guys think and like yeah start, like wait a minute and Come i remember on. she was telling us about this it was probably her last one book when she was in the office um or the one before i don't remember she she i guess i my point is like i we've been aware that she's coming out with an agatha christie book for a while we are both you and i agatha christie fans so very very excited for this one yeah i agree uh, the first one I want to talk about is called We Hear Voices by Evie Green. Um, so this is a nice December horror. 
Uh, so I think I've had a horror novel in like every month, August. Um, it is about a little boy who recovers from a sickness and then inherits an imaginary friend who makes him do violent things. Uh, so, you know, kids always have imaginary That's friends. Fine. Yeah, it's totally fine. Um, so the mother's name is Rachel and she's aware that kids have imaginary friends. So when her son, Billy, like miraculously recovers from this horrible flu, uh, it's been proven fatal for many people. She doesn't really think anything of it uh, when he introduces her to Delphi, which is his new invisible friend. Um, really all she cares about is he's healthy. Uh, but soon, you know, this Delphi starts telling Billy like what to do and like horrible, horrible actions. And he's getting stranger and stranger and more sinister. Um, and you have to figure out like what's going on. Is this actually happening? What's going on in her child's brain? So um, yeah, really excited about it. I, I don't, I don't read much horror in, in December, but I've been reading it basically half year. So I'm excited uh, to keep it going with We Hear Voices by Evie Green. Uh, my next one is Mediocre by Ijoma Oluo. So Ijoma wrote, So You Want to Talk About Race? And her next one, Mediocre, the subtitle is The Dangerous Legacy of White Male America, mm-hmm. which is just wonderful. And it has a wonderful cover and everything <laughs> about it is wonderful. And so, um, yeah, so she talks about the state of white male privilege in America today and sort of what has happened um, and how much of what is happening in the world now uh, is because of that white privilege and white supremacy. Um, so good times. Yeah. I, I had this on my list too. Like the whole, I think she asked the question in the um, description, like, you know, what happens when you're defining success entirely about like how your status is when compared to women or people of color instead of like what you're actually accomplishing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, pretty timely. I'm excited for that one as well. Um, my next one, which one did I just want to talk about? I just drew a complete blank because I was so busy. Okay, uh, Mermaid of Jeju by Sumi Han. Uh, this sounds really, really interesting, and it caught my attention because it said it was compared to Pachinko by Min Jin Lee, which is one of my favorite books ever. Um, so it's in the aftermath of World War II, and the main character's name is Go Junja, and she is a girl uh, coming into her own. She is the latest in a successful deep sea diver family. And I looked this up. Uh, So in, I think it's in Korea. Yeah. So in Korea, there are these um, families. They're called Hainyo. I'm almost certainly pronouncing that incorrectly, but it's the women in the families go deep sea diving for like mollusks and fish and like all this it's really, really interesting. And that's how those families survive. So this main character is the latest in a line of, of family members who are able to do that. And um, she urges her mother to allow her to make this annual trip that their family goes on to, to this mountain called Mount Hala, uh, where they trade all the things that they've caught for uh, pork and other types of meats. She's a sea and she's a sea girl village. She's never really been in the mountains or anything like that. And um, she kind of goes on this quest and this adventure and she falls in love with a boy, and a very like coming of age tale, but she's also, it's also dealing with post-World War II Korea and how they're trying to 
accommodate like the rapid the rapid establishment of U.S. troops and um, it just sounds really 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 interesting. So um, that is called the Mermaid from Jeju by Sumi Han. My next one, yeah. So you said at the beginning we have some books in our list we normally don't. I have a couple YA books which surprised me, but there's some good ones coming out. Um, my next one is Admission by Julie Buxbaum. Did you have this? I didn't because I was like, I literally thought to myself, on the off chance that Jill picks a YA, I think Jill would pick this one. <laughs> okay. So, um, uh, sound. Okay. So, this is about uh, Chloe. Chloe is headed off to college, um, the college of her dreams. She's going to prom with a boy she's had a crush on since middle school. She's got this great best friend. Her mom is a, this is actually my favorite line. Her mom, a B-list Hollywood celebrity may finally be on her way to the B-plus list, which is just so good. Um, so Chloe has a really great life. And then the FBI shows up because sure. her mom is under arrest for being involved in a massive college admissions bribery scandal. Hmm. Wonder where that came from. That doesn't Feels sound familiar, right? And so now Chloe also might be facing uh, charges, and you know the public is mad, the press is mad. It, ugh. you guys, I'm so excited for this one. <laughs> but, uh, so like in a you know Law and Order ripped from the headlines kind of thing, um, that would be Admission by Julie Buxbaum. So Jill has YA books. I have a rom-com in my list. Um, up is down, black is white, cats and dogs living together. The whole Ghostbusters situation. Uh, Fairy Mothers Incorporated by Serana DeWild. Do you have this? I do not. I have another one though, but continue. Okay. All right. So um, the main character's name is Lucky. And it's almost like her name is a cosmic joke. Her luck is so bad, even then the number seven steers clear of her. But when her adorable godmothers ask for a favor, Lucky can't say no. After all, it's just a little one to save the world's magic. Lucky can already feel the bad juju waiting to strike. And her mission is even worse than she imagined. To promote, quote unquote, ever after as a wedding destination by faking marriage to her first love and longtime ex, Ransom Payne, he of the embarrassing incident that neither of them will ever live down. This sounds adorable and I don't read much of any uh, romance or rom-coms and I am really excited for this. It sounds really, really like fun and adorable. That's uh, Fairy Godmothers Incorporated. Um, speaking of rom-com type books, I have This Time Next Year by Sophie Cousins. So this is about Minnie and Quinn. And Minnie and Quinn were born... Um, on the same day, they were both New Year's Eve or New Year's babies, but Quinn ended up coming first. <laughs> and so his mom got um, the cash prize for being the first baby born in London in 1990. And uh, since then, Quinn, like Minnie feels like her luck is, she has bad luck and like Quinn seems to get everything. Um and then they meet at a party like you do on their birthday. They meet at a New Year's Eve party. And suddenly Minnie's like, oh, Quinn might not be so bad after all. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, but he's had this really great life and she's sort of struggled a little bit. And 
they're from these two different worlds, but they keep bumping into each other. And it just sounds lovely and delightful. And I'm very excited for it. My uh, my best friend growing up was a January 1st baby. And he was born at 12, 17 a.m. And he wasn't the first baby born in uh, Lorain County where we're from. So there was a baby that was born like, it was like four or five minutes before him. Mm-hmm. And he was always, he's always been sassy about that that he wasn't the first baby born in 1986, which I thought was very funny. That's how that works. Yep. Um, though I don't know if in the rain you get a cash prize or something. You probably get like <laughs> a fried fish dinner when you come of age. So this just feels, maybe there's yeah. like a little hat. Maybe you get like a little baby hat. Oh, Sometimes maybe. they get baby hats. Yeah. Uh, my next one is The Arctic Fury by Greer McAllister. Uh, this is a historical fiction. It is set in 1850s when a dozen women join a secret Arctic expedition and a sensational murder trial unfolds and some of them don't come back. So the main character's name is Lady Jane Franklin and she makes this offer to adventurer Virginia Reeve that she wants to take a dozen women going to the Arctic and find her husband's lost expedition. Uh, four parties have failed to find him and Lady Franklin wants to take a radical approach. Put women in charge. What do you know? Shocking. A year, a shocking. A year later, Virginia stands trial for murder. Survivors ex- of the expedition uh, willing to publicly support her sit in the front row, but there are only five. What happened out there on the ice? Uh, this sounds crazy interesting. And um, I do like, a, I like an Arctic expedition. I like mm-hmm. books set in those types of of lands. So that is uh, The Arctic Fury by Greer McAllister. My next one is Out of the Ether by Matthew, I think it's Leesig. <laughs> this is nonfiction. It is about cryptocurrency heist. <laughs> what? Five, $55 million cryptocurrency um, heist. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, who knew that was even possible? But apparently it is. So this tells the astonishing tale of the disappearance of $55 million worth of the cryptocurrency called Ether in June of 2016. It also talks about like blockchains and um, the, the journalist and author goes into this story um, that's never really been told before and uncovers the aftermath of the heist and explaining sort of like the lengths that the uh, people had to go to to like steal cryptocurrency. <laughs> it just wild. Isn't it? I know. Man. Yeah. So that is out of the ether. Take another quick break to talk about another one of today's sponsor, which is Headspace. Life can be stressful even under normal circumstances. 2020 has challenged even the most difficult times of life. You need stress relief that goes beyond quick fixes. That's Headspace. That's so true. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is is one of the only meditation apps advancing the fields of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. You're overwhelmed. Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation just for you. 
You can also use Headspace to help you fall asleep. Headspace has wind down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids. I probably need those too. Um, (laughs) Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. I'm a really bad sleeper. And so I've actually been using Headspace and like apps like this for a really long time. And Headspace is definitely the best one. It has really helped me wind down at night because I am very bad at like stressing out over everything I've done wrong that day and everything that I still need to do the next day. And so having this to help me really like find that zone and groove to be able to fall asleep at night. Oh my goodness. That is so, so beneficial. So you also deserve to feel happier and well-rested and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash PBN. That's headspace.com slash PBN for a free one month trial with to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. So head to headspace.com slash PBN today. Okay, so my next one, our systems say it comes out in December, but it might just be for libraries, but I want to read it. So I'm going to put it on our list because, again, we didn't have a ton of books to choose from. Um, D by Michael Faber. Uh, it's called A Tale of Two Worlds, and it's literally D, the letter. Like, the name of the book is just the letter D. Um, and it is a, it's described as a, a modern day Dickensian fable. Um, and it all starts on the morning the letter D disappears from language. What? First, yeah. First, it, ma- it vanishes from Joko's, which has a D at the beginning of the name, his, uh, their parents' conversation at breakfast. And then it disappears from road signs and from her school dinners. Soon, the local dentist and the neighbor's Dalmatian are missing. And even the donkey derby has been called off. <laughs> like donkey derby, that makes that. Um, though she doesn't know why, Joko is summoned, summoned to the home of her old history teacher, Professor Datterfield. You know, a lot of D's in here. And his faithful Labrador, Nellie Robinson. <laughs> which is a great dog name. Uh, this is where our story begins. Set between England and the wintry land of Liminus, a world enslaved by the monstrous Gamp and populated by fearsome enchanting creatures, D is told with simple beauty and warmth. So I am, I love a much, much like loving a book set in a wintry time. I also love a book that has kind of parallel universes, parallel worlds, very much like a golden compass and his dark materials. So that is D the letter by Michael Faber, which may or may not already be out. That reminds me of this book I read like 20 years ago called Element OP, which is about a girl named Ella. And it's the same sort of idea where if I remember correctly, the, she lives in like a small town and they have um, a statue uh, with like that, like, what is it? The quick brown fox jumps over, whatever the thing is with all the letters of the alphabet. And then the letters start falling off and her town's like, you can't use these letters. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm i mostly interested to see like how the, this book is written I'm yeah, curious if like sure. the letter D is just like omitted from sentences and stuff probably and, yeah so be interesting probably 
Uh, my next one is The Cousins by Karen McManus. This is another uh, YA. I love Karen McManus. She wrote One of Us is Lying. Um, so this is um, about Miley, Aubrey, and Jonah. They're cousins. They barely know each other, and they've never even met their grandmother. Rich and reclusive, she disinherited their parents before they were born. So when they each receive a letter inviting them to work at her island resort for the summer, they're surprised and curious. And I'm sure this will be fine. So <laughs> their parents, however, are all clear on one point. Not going is not an option. This could be the opportunity to get back into grandmother's good graces. But when the cousins arrive on the island, it's immediately clear that she has a different plan for them. And the longer this they stay, the more they realize how mysterious and dark their family's past is. That, that sounds got, so good. Yeah, like reclusive grandmother on an island. <laughs> yeah. It was like disinherited everybody. There's mysterious letters inviting them. It sounds so good. Also, One of Us is Lying is one of those books that's been on the New York Times bestsellers list for like an ungodly number of weeks. It's like in the triple digits. It's and insane. it's so good. Yeah. Um, okay, so my next one is a cookbook, uh, the complete plant-based cookbook by America's Test Kitchen. I love America's Test Kitchen. I love it so much. I love their recipes. I love their website. I love the books that they release. Um, I am mostly vegetarian. I do some fish. I'm so a pescatarian is what it's technically called, but I just feel like that's such a smarmy word. This makes you sound like overly just like mm, I'm a pescatarian. Uh, but a majority of the food I bake and eat is plant-based. And I was thinking this was very on brand on point because we um, in this household are not going anywhere for Thanksgiving, staying at home. And so co I'm cooking for two as opposed to, you know, going to various family places. And so I decided because I don't eat turkey, I was like, let's make some fun, different stuff. So I'm making French onion soup, mm. plant-based, not obviously the broth won't be beef-based. But like, I was going to ask, what do you use for broth? <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to make my own vegetable sock this week to use next week. So it won't be as flavorful, but I'll use like Worcestershire sauce mm -hmm. and to like really gussy it up. But I was thinking about this today, all the things I want to make. And then I was scrolling through and I was like, oh, the plant-based cookbook. That sounds amazing. So it has five, I mean, it's a cookbook. I don't need to like from the description to you guys, but it has uh, 500 recipes in it, which that's a big cookbook. That's a lot. Yeah, so I am really excited. And if you guys have never, been, this isn't a plug. They aren't sponsoring us. But America's, America's testkitchen.com is really fun because not only do they have recipes, but like they're one of those overwhelming websites where they also have like shows and they do reviews of like salad spinners and they show you how to make fun cocktails. And like, here's the best cutting boards you can buy, all sorts of fun stuff. They have a, um, my favorite thing I think I've ever made from them is they have a really good eggnog recipe, which mm. is good. So that's, that's the complete plant-based cookbook. That's gotta be one of the first, if not the first cookbooks we've ever <laughs> previewed in an upcoming month. Probably, probably. I don't know if we've ever done that before. We did interview the creator of Whole30. We did. A long time ago. That, that is was, true. But that is true. Wasn't a preview, so. It was not a preview. Yeah. Also, I really want a French onion soup now. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, all right. How many books do you have left? I have one more. Okay, me too. So this is The Ballad of Amy Miles by Christy Dallas Alley. 
And Amy was raised in isolation at Heavenly Shepherd, her family's trailer dealership turned survival compound. Um, but she knows that she was lucky to be born into a place of safety after the old world ended and the chaos began. But when her grandfather brings home a cold-eyed stranger, she realizes that her destiny as one of the few females capable of still bearing children isn't something she's ready to face. With the help of one of her aunts, she flees the only life she's ever known and sets off on a quest to find her long-lost mother. But as she journeys, Amy discovers many new things about the world and about herself. It's really yeah. good. Delightful. That sounds yeah. delightful. What was the name of that one again? The Ballad of Amy Miles. It's A-M-I, Miles. Nice. Um, my last one is called Marion Lane and the Midnight Murder by T.A. Wilberg. Had to have, we're speaking, we started talking about Agatha Christie will end also talking about a murder mystery. Um, obviously, love a murder mystery. Uh, and I do find myself reading them a lot um, during December. I told Mallory um, last week, I always read an Agatha Christie book during December. Um, so this sounds really good. So it is a murder mystery that takes place in London. And there are these secret tunnels beneath the streets and there, there's a mysterious group of detectives that get recruited and they use cunning and gadgets to solve crimes that have stumped Scotland Yard. And so it's set in the late 1950s um, and they, like, they receive this letter of warning de detailing that all it says is a name, a time, and a place. And then they go to investigate but find the room entirely empty. And then at the stroke of midnight, the person who discovered the letter uh, is murdered by a killer she can't see. And her death uh, is the only sign that she wasn't alone. And so then these, uh, this group of uh, detectives have to then go and figure out who murdered one of their own. And it's kind of a race against time. And surprise, surprise, if you look at the, <laughs> if you look at the description page, it literally does say it's a fresh take on an Agatha Christie style locked room murder mystery. There you go. Um, so yeah, so that is Marion Lane and the Midnight Murder by T.A. Wilberg. Um, you said that was your last one too, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I know a lot of people listen to these ones that may not always tune in. So if you aren't subscribed to us, I recommend you do that because throughout December, we'll do our best books of 2020 and we'll talk about our upcoming reading challenge at some point for next year. Um, we always have Robin Witten from Audiophile Magazine. Come talk about best audiobooks of the year. So lots of fun stuff going on in December. So definitely make sure you're subscribing. And then like Jill said at the beginning, uh, sign up in our show notes to hear us chat with Marie Benedict. Anything else? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Happy thank early Thanksgiving if you guys are celebrating next week. Well, we'll have an episode on Thursday for you on Thanksgiving. It'll be our 500th episode. Um, okay. Well, I hope you guys enjoy this uh, episode of the Professional Book Nerds Podcast. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can purchase these titles in Marketplace. Professional Book Nerds is proud to be an Evergreen Podcast signature program. To learn about other Evergreen podcasts, visit evergreenpodcasts.com. Our podcast is produced, recorded, and edited by Adam Sokol and Jill Grunewald and presented by Overdrive. For more information, visit professionalbooknerds.com. Bonjour. This is Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. I'm Andrew Pryor. 
And every week, I bring you the wonderful and fabulous people involved in French food, whether they're here in France like me or from around the world. Each week, we dive into a specific topic, be it a French dish, an ingredient, or a French cuisine cooking technique. My guests are all about French food. So come join me on Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. Bon app.